What's going on, Chuck buddies, Chuckaneers, Chuckheads, <laughs> Chuckarinos, Chucklebrains, Mark Chuckerbergs, Uncle Chucks? You're listening to another episode of Chatting About Chucky with your friends till the end, Eric and Jeremy. My name's Eric Keppel. My name is Jeremy Schmidt. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. Yeah, I second that. Welcome mm-hmm. to hell. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, how you be? I'd be good. I'd be good. Uh, you know, today's been a busy day, long day for recording podcasts. You know, Eric, I love what I do, but I also, you know, it's work. So I'm conflicted. I'm complaining about it, but it's also my dream. Ugh. What? Who? I'm a, I sound like a real LA asshole right now. You know what it sounds like you got going on? What's that? All work. No play, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that so you know what, Jeremy? Go something, something. We're kicking back. We're uh, we're unwinding. I've got a frosty brew. I don't know about you, but I've got a frosty brew, my dude. Let's play, my dude. Let's play. Uh, I am I am fun employed, as you know. I'm fun employed <laughs> as of today. As of one uh, day. As of one day, yeah. Today, as we're recording this, uh, I got laid off <laughs> from my job. Uh, so Jeremy, you know what I did that what, this was the first thing that I, that I thought to do after I got fired today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to unwind and not think for a while. I hopped on the Alamo draft house website, bought myself a ticket to the first screening that they had, which was toy story four. Awesome. I went on down to the Alamo Draft House, Jeremy. Uh, I, I got a little bit day drunk, and I uh, ate. I ordered and ate an entire order of uh, chips and queso <laughs> by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like shit. This is a great uh, story, physically and mentally. Uh, yeah, but. That's just the joy of cinema, baby. I went in there. I saw a nice, uplifting uh, sequel to uh, Toy Story, and man, there, there's no place like it, really. We we uh, we talked about it on our our upcoming episode of Chucky Dark. Chucky Dark. But, uh, Dark. You and I are both uh, huge cinema heads, and uh, yeah, I was actually just... hoping for this show we could have a little segment up top every week that is sort of just. Uh, you know, theater updates, like uh, going to the movies. Maybe we can call it going to see a flick. Maybe we call it that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah, that's like I, I love hearing about our experiences going to the theater and what we ordered, you know, who we went with. Um, I uh, just recently saw a little film called Child's Play 2019. And you bet your boy saw it by himself at the Arclight at a 12.45 (laughs) showing. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, there were two other people in the audience. Uh, One was a guy who was asleep in the very, very back corner. (laughs) And I don't, like, I couldn't figure out who these people were. Like, like... If, and I'm sure they didn't know who I was either. Like, what the fuck I could possibly be doing there at 1245 yeah. on a, what was it, Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, so the one guy was asleep was asleep and snoring very loudly for the entire film. I mean, I could hear his snores were cutting through the action, my sweet man. And, uh, oh, and then the other person who was in the theater was a woman who dragged in with her what seemed like two full meals worth of theater food and then she went to her seat and i and i like i was trying to guess 
Like I think it was like it just I I, I guess maybe I I uh, projected a whole scenario onto this woman where you know she's working all the time she works overnight she works nights you know and she just gets off of work like kind of in the crack of the morning she goes to the arc light and she buys all the food she can and she just hides in a theater it doesn't matter what's showing she just hides in the theater and just eats every inch of it before going home and resting before the next night that was my I gotta uh, say that was my little story I concocted that sounds exactly like what I did today <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I also saw Child's Play by myself. Um, I went to uh, the theater across the street last Friday, and uh, yes, there were, even on a Friday night, there were multiple uh, single men alone uh, <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching Child's Play. <laughs> In fact, that was like most of the population of the, of the theater. <laughs> like, that is it awesome. Was, I mean, it was hard for me to gauge because the, the movie... The cinema near my house, I think, is pretty new, mm. uh, and there's never a lot of people there, so I it it was like very far from being a full house. Right. And this is like opening night, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have been curious to go to like a, a popular movie theater and see if a lot of people actually went to this movie, because uh, from the looks of it, from from my screening, uh, a lot of people uh, didn't seem to care. Yeah, that, um, that it was out. I mean, again, I I I went on a at a very unpopular time, twelve forty five p.m. on a Tuesday. I have no idea how this film is doing, uh, except an article in Forbes says that the box office for Child's Play opens with an okay fourteen million dollar weekend, and then un- underneath it just says, "But Anna flops." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Anna's not doing so good. Anna, the film, I'm. To be honest with you, no knock against Child's Play and this new, I don't know, reboot, but I was much more excited to see Anna. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Annabelle? No, no, no. Uh, there's a movie called Anna. Anna. And it's directed by the guy that did Lyon, the professional. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, I saw a lot of... Luc Besson. I saw a lot of like very good previews when I went. Uh, uh, there was like a midsummer preview. Have you oh seen this one? Oh my god, Eric! Looks amazing. I so I was in the theater uh, by myself, of course, and you know I get a little scaredy. I get a little fraidy when I'm in the theater alone sometimes. And yeah, uh, you're a coward. I'm a coward, and and of <laughs> course, Child's Play was. I you know it, it took a lot of courage to go in there walking there by myself, but nothing in Child's Play scared me as much as the trailer for Midsummer. That freaked me the fuck out. Whatever, however that guy paces scenes and composes shots, it will always terrify me, no matter what. The, we should say, by the way, this is the guy who directed Hereditary. So. Yeah, yeah. The man makes films, baby. Yeah, I know nothing about stuff. him actually, but. Uh, me I liked Hereditary, and Midsummer looks like it kicks ass. Yeah, it looks fucking insane, and it just looks like a, a high-octane art film. <laughs> so, Jeremy, we normally go through, because uh, we're going to be talking about the, the new 2019 Child's Play, and we, we normally go through the, uh, the year and, and kind of set the cultural scene, as I like to say, but, well... It just came out, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's necessary, but a few things that happened this year so far. We have 
Uh, of course, and these are the most important stories that I could find. Sure. Uh, Missy Elliott was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Ohashi of UCLA scored a perfect 10 on her uh, viral gymnastics floor routine. Have you seen that video, by the way? I have not, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll, I'll post it on the, on the Twitter. It's like it was going around Twitter for like a week. Is it awesome? It's, it's very good. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, it's... It takes a lot for me to be impressed with a uh, gymnastics video, but this is top-notch. Uh, a viral trend started where people uh, were throwing slices of cheese at their pets <laughs> called cheesing. Uh, and, yeah, some of the movies we've had so far, we've got Avengers Endgame, John Wick uh, Chapter 3, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the Firefest uh, Fire documentaries, oh, Us. Eric, I gotta ask. Yeah. So far, 2019, what has been your favorite film? My favorite film of 2019 so far would have to be The Beach Bum. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What, what about you, Jeremy? What's your uh, favorite movie of... Well, if I guess I had to pick a year, I'd, I'd say 2019. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's just say Daddy's been a bad boy this year and has <laughs> not been seeing a lot of films. So I guess my answer would have to be Avengers Endgame. But I only I think I've maybe only seen like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like in in the actual theater. I've just not been going to the cinema. In fact, I gotta say, seeing Child's Play was a real treat. Like this I was ready to have fun. Let's put it that way. I yeah. bought popcorn, I bought a medium coke. I was ready I was going ready to have fun. Um because I just don't get to go very often. Okay, so I guess okay, I guess Endgame. I'm looking through all the movies that have come out that I've seen. I keep a list on my phone for every year. Yeah. Um, anytime I see a film, I just add it to the list. So this this year's list just says Endgame. Well, no, like it's like any movie I watch. So like oh okay. So like it's <laughs> so you've not, got all the Chuckies in there. Yeah. So all the Chuckies are in here. Um, and like you know, I, I got like Ace in the Hole. There's some ones I'm really proud of having seen. I try to see. Uh, at least whatever whatever it breaks down to, uh, there's 365 days in a year, so it'd be 115, 17. I, you know, like half the days of the year, I, I should be seeing a movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've really seen... So th- these are the movies I've seen in the theaters. Are you ready for this? Avengers Endgame, yeah. Captain Marvel, P- uh, Detective Pikachu... <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I've seen in the theater this year. I have seen, though, Leaving Neverland, Paddleton, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Those are the other 2019 that came out this year. But they weren't theatrical releases. They were yeah. on Netflix. And, man, I guess... This is going to sound so crazy, but I guess the best movie I've seen this year is Leaving Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, right. it's a great documentary. I uh, I also like the Fire Festival movies. Have you seen both those? Yeah, I saw the Hulu one. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm a, I'm anti Netflix, Jeremy. I'm an anti Netflix guy. I don't even know what that means. Oh, I just don't. I just don't have Netflix, and I don't uh, like it. I don't. I don't like use it. 
What's the? Are you? Are you? Do you have a? Is it an ethical thing or a moral th- reason? Yeah, yeah. They they have a history of uh, uh, screwing over uh, the people involved in their in their like original productions um, because they're they're like a streaming service, so they can get away with like cutting corner corners on pain, mm. uh, like actors like bad bad rates or uh, or like bringing them on for like like one day at a time instead of instead of signing them on for contracts and uh i also got annoyed with the um the the ted bundy stuff i got annoyed with just like the sexualization of like a serial killer uh and just like it just like a, a a number of things uh piled up to where i'm like uh i don't know every once in a while i'll sign up for netflix if there's something like that i can only get there um but yeah, generally I uh, I avoid it. All right, Eric. Um, before we get started with the rest of the show, you have yeah. to say one <laughs> nice thing about Netflix. Okay, um, <laughs> Netflix is hmm. Well, actually, how well, about this? What is your favorite original Netflix show? Original Netflix show? Yeah, like a show that like has aired on Netflix that started there. Show mine, that- mine might be Bo- BoJack Horseman. Or uh, I, the only Black one I can Mirror? think of, <laughs> I guess Black Mirror. I don't even. I'm not a huge Black Mirror guy, but I, I, I guess uh, whatever the the like first season of Arrested Development where they did it on oh, Netflix. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I was liked really that good. One. Yeah, yeah. People hated that too. Yeah, they did. I loved it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, we could talk all day about. Netflix. This isn't chatting about Netflix. <laughs> no, it's not. N- n- uh, num number. We're not moving on until one of us thinks. Oh, I got one. Nope. <laughs> Nothing in your pants about Netflix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just left a, a little bit of silence there for an edit point. Um, so I can cut that out. Uh, <laughs> oh wow wow jeremy i'm not we don't cut anything out in this everybody <laughs> if you if you've listened to this podcast in the past you're well aware that we don't cut anything well eric jeremy, that's, that's because we're sick fucks just like chucky <laughs> we are sick and i can i'm only speaking for myself i'm not speaking for you jeremy but sure. i personally have at least one point in time been identified as a fuck <laughs> Oh boy, Jeremy. So we're talking Child's Play 2019, and uh, as we do, we're gonna go through a little uh, uh, background. Uh, I'm just realizing this might be an episode where we get some like new listeners. I bet this is like one of our more listened to episodes. I was gonna guess either more listened to or no one listens to it because they don't want it spoiled. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good point. <laughs> I think, I think well. It's gonna be- one of the two. I don't know. I it, it's an interesting thing I've never studied up on. Like when it comes to No, you know what? I bet more listeners. I bet more because yeah. yeah, even though we do live in spoiler culture where it's like no one spoil anything, please please please. I do think that when stuff is hot, people want to people are interested in it suddenly. That it's in the zeitgeist. They want to they want to hear about it. They want to hear it reviewed. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you have not seen the film and you intend to see it, uh, turn this off and come back to it. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah. also, if you have seen the film, 
uh, turn this off. <laughs> yeah. I'm what kidding. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've already got our uh, our metric, our, our listen from you. You don't need to keep doing it. Yeah. You're done. All right. Move it along. <laughs> so, Jeremy. I always wanted to be on a podcast that actively doesn't want listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremy. I almost forgot. We have to uh, give a shout out to our newest Patreon subscriber. Oh, hell yeah. This is amazing. Brian Horton signed up for our $5 a month. Uh, I forget what the tier is called on our Patreon. but That would be the Seed of Chucky tier. Seed of Chucky tier. And it, uh, what it does is it allows Brian and whoever else signs up for it to access uh, all of our uh, weekly bonus episodes, which our most recent one, we discussed the uh, Twilight Zone episode, Living Doll. Very good episode mm-hmm. uh, of the podcast and the show, um, and uh, you also get a shout-out. So, Brian, there's your shout-out. Soak it in, brother. <laughs> brother, welcome to the team. No, it's always exciting when we get a new patron because it really does, at this point, feel like a, a new member of our family has just entered <laughs> into the It fold. does. And I'm excited for all the stuff that we're going to get to do with uh, Dad Wears Glasses and Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you question mark and you listener? question mark i will say that the the chucky dark episodes are very very fun and very cool very informative you get to hear me and eric go off the rails talking about other stuff that we really like in tv film yeah. um, unlike on the main podcast we go off the rails in chucky <laughs> dark <laughs> let's just put it this way we might not even know what rails are okay mama <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mama. Uh, so, Jeremy, the, this new Child's Play, it, it, they say it serves as a remake and reboot of the 1988 film. Uh, fi- it follows a family being terrorized by a high-tech doll that rejects its programming and becomes self-aware. Uh, so this is the first film featuring Chucky, uh, produced without the involvement of creator Don Mancini and Brad Dourif. Um, in 2008, Mancini and Kirshner, producer David Kirshner, spoke of a reboot, which was originally going to be a straightforward horror film written and directed by Mancini, uh, and Dourif was expected to return as Chucky. Uh, however, in a subsequent interview, Mancini described the remake as a darker and scarier retelling of the original film. Uh, that film was canceled. Uh, after negative reception of similar remarks uh, or remakes like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm, St- Elm Street. I've never seen the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one, but the Friday the 13th one was uh, bad. Yeah, you no know good. what? I, I saw that one time back in college, and I actually didn't mind the Friday the 13th one, but I'm not a fan of the, the series, so I don't know anything about it really. I just, just like, I like that Jason was really big. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like they. It, it's like the. It's like Curse of Chucky for me, where they kind of suck all the camp out of it. Yeah. And just make it like a straightforward horror, like modern horror movie. Yeah, that's which, a no good. Yeah. That's a no good. But but I heard mm- that the Friday the Thirteenth one from a bunch of my friends who are horror horror nuts said that it was like they left the theater. It was like unwatchable. <laughs> and what's so what's so sad about that is like. One of my favorite, like, people plays Freddy in that film. Who is it? It's uh, one of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. You know, one of my favorite people. Uh, no, I'm trying. I'm looking him up right now. His name, but he's like, 
The guy who cut all this out. You have to cut all of this out. We no cuts, baby. No, 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 uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, the guy from Little Children. What's 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 that guy's name? The creep. Don't know what the fuck that is. Little Children, the movie. It's yeah. really good. Uh, his name is. Oh my God! Give me his name. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, okay. I yeah. fe- I know. I've heard that name. I probably recognize him. He's Rorschach in The Watchmen. Okay. He's, uh, there we go. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he he's in Little Children. Oscar nominated actor Jackie Earl Haley. So, uh, in 2018, it was announced that a modern day version of Child's Play, a reboot, was in development at MGM. Uh, so we remember that MGM technically owns the rights to the first child's play, I guess, cause they, they released the first child's play in 88 and then they cut ties with the, the franchise due to, uh, like child violence or something. Um, what year was so, that? Well, that was in 88. Remember oh, in yeah. like the very first child's play, they, they, uh, MGM. They did not like the reception that uh, Child's Play got, so they uh, so Universal took it over. That's right for okay. for Child's Play two. Um, in December of 2018, in a guest appearance on a podcast, Mancini criticized the remake, uh, saying uh, MGM, as rights holder of the original film, can do whatever they please with the property. Uh, he was pretty pissed. We talked in our previous episode uh, uh, about what Mancini uh, said about it, but he was very mad, uh, uh, which he should be because it's fucked up. He created this character and uh, this like weird movie company just like redid it and and uh, sucked the life out of it. But we'll get into that <laughs> in yeah, a while. Yeah. We talked uh, we talked at pretty good length about this I think on, on one of our episodes just I think it was our last one about that article that I read about Mancini's sort of responses to all this stuff and um, yeah it's a real shame it's a real shame yours um, so uh, principal photography took place in uh, fall of 2018 in Vancouver uh, and by principal photography I am not referring to a guy who is in charge of a high school Um <laughs> It was directed by Lars Klevberg, uh, who directed something called P- Polaroid and uh, The Wall, not the Pink Floyd thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. He didn't direct Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. Um, uh, it was written by Tyler Burton Smith, who um, has done n- nothing up to this point, from what I could tell. He, he's like, one of the f- this is one of the first things he's done. I think maybe he's done like, one or two shorts or something, but mm. I was trying to figure out how the hell this guy got to like write this ten million dollar uh, remake of a classic horror movie, but I couldn't figure it out. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Is ten million dollars is basically dust in the wind. It's nothing. I don't think that this film had a very high budget, and I don't think it was considered very very highly. I think they just cranked it out. And yeah. I think that I think this would have been a this is a great project to get your nephew involved in if you're a film executive, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like sneak him right there, sneak him right into the WGA. Like you, can, yeah, you can totally just get away with this film being written by your son who just graduated from college, and you are an executive at MGM. See, I was going to, I was trying, I was actually trying to figure this out because I. 
whenever I, uh, whenever there's like someone like this that I come across and they have like no prior credits and I can't figure out how the hell they got to like write this movie, mm-hmm. I try to figure out who their parents are because mm-hmm. more often than not, it's a nepotism thing. I cannot say that about Tyler Burton Smith and I will not slander his name until I find out the truth, but. Well, his last name would be Smith, so very hard to look this up. (laughs) Yeah, you search Smith on IMDb and you get a whole whole bunch of options. Uh, So the score was composed by Bear McCreary. Yes, uh, yes. Composer for The Walking Dead. Uh, Bear McCreary is an incredibly talented individual. I will say this. The Walking Dead, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bear McCreary makes some good tunes, some funky beats, and some real emotional strings. He's a he's quite a treasure. I will say that one of the best things about Child's Play 2019 is the score. Let's just say the man owns a pair of Beats by Dre. <laughs> you could say this guy is familiar with a little program called Pro Tools. The man uses Ableton. Folks, we're talking uh, <laughs> <equipment>. music productions <laughs> <laughs> specifics. <laughs> so the cast includes Gabriel Bateman as Andy Barclay, uh, Aubrey Plaza as Karen Barclay, who we all know from Bad Grandpa. Uh, I guess she also appeared in a TV show called Parks and Rec and a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, never heard of them. <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry is Detective Mike Norris. Uh, he's in uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, Spider-Man, Enter the Spider-Verse, or Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, David Lewis as Shane, uh, who is in something called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And um, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. And I mean, I don't even have to say it, but I'm, I guess I'll say it in, cl- in case you've been living on the planet uh, Boopiter for the last oh. 40 years. By uh, the way, Dirk Gently's holistic uh, detective agency is a Max Landis joint, by the way. Creator oh, is Max it really? Landis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shane's a piece of shit, so... I, I mean, David Lewis might be a nice man. Who knows? But, yeah. uh, of course, we all know Mark Hamill from uh, Mr. No- playing Mr. Noggin on a 1995 episode of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Mark Hamill, who voiced Chucky in this, in this uh, film, did not do his Joker voice. No, and um, you know what, Jeremy? I, I was going to say this kind of in my review or while we go through the plot, which we will do in a minute, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll say it right now. No fucking idea why Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky in this. No yeah, idea. Yeah, no idea at all. I will say I didn't, like, hate every minute of it. I didn't, like, hate it really at all. I just... We'll get into it, but I think I think if you were to, if I was to be an emoji, it would be a face with no features and just a big question mark in the middle of it. Like that was my face watching this film. I had two question marks for eyes and a big question mark for my mouth. <laughs> I was like, like just baffled by what I was seeing, and didn't understand why any of it. But yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that I had a bad time or I hated Child's Play 2019. It just means that. 
I guess because do, because I'm doing this podcast and because I'm such a fan of Chucky, I'm which you know the Child's Play films, sure, but Chucky in particular is has my heart. Uh, because of all this, I I, re- I was just baffled by what by what was going on on screen. But we will get yeah. into it in short order. Yeah. Well, I guess what I was I what I was getting at is, um, I mean, I was listening like when you hear Chucky in this movie, it's like it may as well be anyone else. It's like why sure. if you're going to pry this like very precious role to a guy like from a guy like Brad Dourif. At least give it to like someone, an, an unknown person who's like struggling for the work. Because anyone could have done, I mean, not anyone, but many, many people were uh, struggling to find work in LA could have uh, pulled off that voice, in my opinion. And I love Mark Hamill. I, I don't mean to say, say anything bad about Mark Hamill, but it's, just, it's more of a note on like, the way the film industry and remakes and stuff like that work right now is annoying to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. You will not hear a disagreement from me on that. I will say that, um, I liked that Mark Hamill's voice reminded me of Sesame street or (laughs) the Muppets. Like, I think they were trying to channel that as opposed to like, if you think of Chucky, he is a little boy's artificial voice or he's a thick New Jersey accent. Like you fucking bitch. I'll come kill you. You know, he's like, he's like, he's like either thick New York or little kid voice. Uh, this was, and we will get into it. A AI gone bad. So it wasn't a real person inside of Chucky. It was just the doll itself going going haywire. And Mark Hamill's uh, voice was just reminded me of like a Chuck E. Cheese character, you know? So it was like cute, yeah. but clearly voiced by an older man. Like that kind of, uh, they were channeling that kind of energy. <laughs> like right. when older men try to be cute for kids. Uh, by the way, Eric, we got to do an episode sometime on like why in the 90s were we so... Did we were we so horny for older men teaching our kids stuff like Pee Wee Herman <laughs> and Super Dave, and yeah. like you know what I mean? <laughs> like why? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Well, Jeremy, let's stop talking about uh, how we're gonna get into it, and let's get into it. Uh, so we open. We're at the. Uh, we open on like a commercial, right? Like mm-hmm. a for cat the Caslin Industries buddy doll. Yes. Um, and then we're we're at the uh, Caslin Industries uh, Buddy Assembly Factory in Vietnam. Uh, did not expect to to uh, be in Vietnam in the beginning of this film, but uh, yeah, I guess and, it makes sense. And how are we gonna how are we gonna cut to Vietnam and not play some CCR, baby? Come on, <laughs> let's play some All Along the Watchtower. Wow, now, wow, now, an employee is uh, chastised and fired by his supervisor uh, for insufficient work. Uh, he uses a computer to tamper with the robotic doll he is assembling to disable the safety features uh, as retaliation, and then he uh, kills himself. Mm-hmm. So I actually... Here is my thing uh, uh, about this. Actually, I'll save it for my review of my, my, over, my <laughs> no, no, overall no. I thing. I mean, I feel like we should be going through and kind of okay. talking about our feelings about each part okay. as, as it comes. 
This is a thought that occurred to me like farther down the line when I was watching this, but I'll bring it up now. This movie does not need to be a Chucky movie. This movie, they did not need to use Chucky. I actually think that this movie would have done better if it wasn't a Chucky movie and if it was just framed as like this new thing. Like the setup is so much different. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a clever setup, uh, like a clever enough setup for what this movie is, which is like a B-horror movie. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't think that this needs to be a Chucky movie. Like as we go through this, it, you'll see like it, 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 it could the, like the doll is different enough. It's yes. different enough. And it would like get cr- maybe a little criticism that it's kind of similar to Chucky, but it's so much different in uh, many ways. Yes. Eric. Yeah. You put it better than I could have ever stumbled into that point, but that is almost exactly what I was going to say. More specifically about this intro, I was going to say that I did enjoy it and I felt like, oh, this is a cool setup for what is potentially going to be a fucking ride. I loved, yeah. like, it almost kind of, it actually kind of felt like Small Soldiers a little bit. The be- yeah. it, Doesn't Small Soldiers kind of open with something similar? Like, the toys are like the chips are gone wrong in the hmm. soldiers. Isn't that, isn't that the plot of it? I don't remember. It? You know what we should do is we should rewatch it and do we an episode. We should. We really should. <laughs> but um, but it, it, that's neither here nor there. You're absolutely right. This did so, not need to be a Chucky movie. There is enough differences between what Chucky is and should be to a fucking toy made in Vietnam gone wrong. Like a a, a guy like uh takes takes off this this basically the safety net of a of a weird of a toy that can also like hack into all of your Alexas and series in your house, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that it, I, and I wonder if this is the case, if this writer, what was his name? T-Bone Burnett. What was his name? <laughs> um, <laughs> Something Smith, Ty- Tyler, Tyler Burton Smith, Tyler Burton uh, Smith. Yeah. I wonder if this is the case of like, a script that was sitting around that had nothing to do with Chucky that they realized, Hey, you know what? We could totally repurpose this into a child's yeah. play film. <laughs> God damn it. If you just yeah. change the names and change, I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but it kind of feels like enough stuff is different in this film that it's not a remake and it's not, right. I, uh, do you like, this is kind of an aside. Uh, and I know I said we we're going to do shorter episodes, and I want to hold us to that, <laughs> but I keep getting us up on tangents. But do you watch Half in the Bag at all, the YouTube series Half in the Bag? No, what is that? It's some of my favorite film criticism ever. It's these two guys, and they just rate and review movies. Uh, the One of the guys is responsible for all of those Star Wars prequel reviews that are like as long as oh, the Star okay. Wars prequels. Uh, very cool. Uh, yeah, Red Letter Media is like their company and uh one of their big points was like yeah like this that this also like they also agree like this does not need to be a chucky film at all but they were they were like they were saying that we don't need to be calling every film like a reboot or a remake because that has this like really negative connotation like what about if we called it like a cover like that's what this (laughs) film kind of feels like to me like like when a band does a cover of a song 
you know, we don't like, or at least I don't like when Weezer covers Africa and makes it sound identical to Africa. It's like, why am I not li- yeah. just listening to the song Africa? What, what, what yeah, you want? But when, yeah. But when Fish cut, plays a 29, ver- a 29 minute version of Rock and Roll by the Velvet Underground, I mean, <laughs> sweet Jesus, it's crunchy, crunchier than the Velvet Underground ever could have done. Perfect. Yeah. And that's what you kind of want from a cover. And like this to me, and, and, you know, I'm kind of co-opting this idea from those red letter media guys, but it it's it felt like a film cover. It felt like, oh, this is like a riff on the original concept, on the original idea. It's not a remake <laughs> at all. Jeremy, I'm going to cut this out, but uh, I just had an idea. What if we do a, a cover of Citizen Kane? <laughs> <laughs> And we're back, folks. I just had to share a very, very good idea with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sensitive information. So, Jeremy, what are your first impressions of the Buddy doll? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't like, th- I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't like it. It doesn't look like it would actually exist. Exactly. Like, they it, try yeah. to make it so modern, but the appearance of it. Looks dumb and and phony in my opinion. Yeah. It looks like a like Pixar character inside of this real world. It um, absolutely would not yeah. be a doll designed by any person yeah. and sold in stores at any point. And what's crazy about this film is that it takes place in the near future. It doesn't take place today. Yeah. So what's nuts is they're trying to like be like, guess what? This is like a weird alternate future, but also everyone is into this doll like it's tickle me elmo and with with amazon alone we will get into it but it's a big plot point with this film there you don't have people waiting overnight like at a store there's no there's never going to be such a thing as tickle me elmo again you know what i mean like like you buy we buy stuff online I mean, right. am, I, am I fucking crazy? No, Maybe I you're am. absolutely right. I mean, I guess people still do shop on Black Friday and stuff, but I feel like that's for like deals. Like nobody like waits. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah, does that? You know, yeah, I don't think that exist. The like waiting in line culture like doesn't really exist as much anymore. Um, and yeah, so I I I hate the way the this Chucky looks. I I the one <laughs> one thing that really bothered me is. Chucky should not have a USB port. <laughs> that like drove me insane. I was like, I don't know why, but it just seems like so, uh, I don't know, like antithetical to like the character of Chucky. Like I get they're trying to modernize it and I guess that would exist in the uh, doll. Uh, but yeah, I, God, I don't that, know. The I, USB I just port didn't really bother me as much. It, it's just, again, it's just the design. Like, uh, and and we'll get into it more, but like, there are some, some cool times with this prop, you know, uh, like he does look creepy at times. Like, like there are, there, there were, there were moments of the film that I was very deeply disturbed by and that affected me a lot, but yeah, I, this is the biggest problem I had with the child's play doll. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's hear it. His name is Buddy with an I. Yeah. With a yeah. fucking I, I, Eric. I mean, yeah. It, it, and it's like, 
I assumed it's maybe a little bit of a play on the like technological devices having like an eye in yeah, them. Yeah, it's or whatever. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. Um, Jeremy, it, folks, listeners, if you agree with us that this Chucky, this Chucky doll, uh, isn't good, uh, t- tweet tweet out. Tweet at us with the hashtag, uh, not my Chucky. Let's yeah. get this going. Yeah, or you hashtag. can tweet at us with the hashtag, uh, coined by Mancini, uh, I don't know her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, also, I want to just say up top, I didn't hate this movie. So I know we're kind of coming hot negative right off the top, but if you like this movie, I, I kind of had a good time with it too. So I, I didn't hate this. Just, just so we're clear, uh, I do yeah. have a lot of thoughts and a lot of negative opinions about it, but it's not all negative. So buckle up, listener. I'll save my review till the end. Uh, okay. So we're in Chicago. Uh, retail clerk Karen Barclay and her uh, 13-year-old hearing-impaired son, Andy. No idea why they made him hearing-impaired, but uh, I guess to fine. fuck with his hearing aid to add another yeah, level of... Yeah, in that one, yeah, that one scene. I guess. Um, So they're settling into their new apartment. Uh, Karen is encouraging Andy to make new friends uh, as she prepares for his uh, upcoming birthday. Yeah. Um, Andy meets his neighbor, uh, Detective Mike Norris. Yes. Um, Karen blackmails one of her uh, colleagues to procure a defective buddy doll. Right. Okay, we're moving a a tiny bit fast. Let me, can I, I just want to kind of, oh, what's up? Should we be? I, we should, I mean, yeah, we should. We should be. But I, I, I just wanted to stop for a second and just like point out a couple of things. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. The first thing is, uh, did you find it strange that she was like, go make friends, go walk outside in the middle of the night into the street to yeah, those in two Chicago. random stran- strangers in Chicago and go make friends? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was weird. what the fuck? Also... What are your first impressions of Aubrey Plaza as a mom? Uh, yeah, I don't buy her as a mom. I also <laughs> I thought the uh, there's a scene in uh, the beginning, and I'm sure the actor in this is very nice and and fine. But there's a scene in the I think it's the first scene where we see Aubrey and she's dealing with an annoying customer that was like right. some of the worst acting I've like maybe ever seen. Yeah. Uh, that's an exaggeration, but it was <laughs> I thought it was like pretty. Not good. Uh, And there were there were like a few actors in this where I was like, "This is like a this is like a mainstream film here." I mean, Mm -hmm. like you said, it is a it is ten million dollars. I guess is like a smaller budget than your average, uh, you know, blockbuster. But um, I don't know. That doesn't mean. I mean, I mean, small budget films have great acting in them all the time. That's that's not really an excuse for bad acting. But I will say that. I didn't. I okay. So I believe Abby Plaza could be a mom. I believe she could be a bad mom, and I feel like I wish the film made her more of a bad mom because they kind of make her a bad mom. Like she's not the greatest mom. She's like openly just like like uh what like uh, positioning her son in this awkward situation where she has to he has to deal with this drunken weirdo named Shane a lot. But yeah. they also try to make her like a good mom too. And I'm like, I'm not buying her as a good mom. Like I'm not excited about her as a mom. I I totally buy like a white trash bad mom though. 
Yeah, uh, I guess I buy that more more so. Yeah, um, and they even make a joke yeah, where she's like, I had my kid when I was 16, or he was a 16-year-old surprise or something like that. And yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Like this that that tracks for Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. I I guess I may be in the camp that like Matt J when he was on our podcast, uh he he mentioned that like he just doesn't like the idea of Aubrey Plaza, someone who's like not that much older than him playing a mom. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I kind of feel that way, but also like I just know her as like she's just instilled in my brain as like not completely not that character at mm-hmm. all. So it's just like weird for me. Yeah. Um but and, yeah, yeah, I don't know. La- she's yeah. like thirty five or something, and it's totally fine that she's playing a mom. And then last thing is I like my first impressions of Detective Mike Brown, I really liked. I like that casting. He's a good actor. Yes. He's great. Um, Andy activates the doll and it names itself Chucky and uh, grows attached to Andy. Even though he wants to name it Han Solo like a fucking yeah. idiot. And also it's a cheap Star Wars Lame. fucking reference. Okay. Yeah. The buddy doll sings some uh, weird song and says, are we having fun now? Is like mm-hmm. the its whole thing. A reference to Party Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was weird how he said stars TM afterwards every time. <laughs> <laughs> the stars network. Uh, Chucky helps Andy befriend two other children in the building, Phelan and Pug. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps them uh, steal chips from a vending machine. Um, at some point around here, I'm cloudy on when this happens, but we meet Shane, who is Karen's boyfriend, and he uh sucks, and he's he's like <laughs> a bad he's like a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah, he comes off right away as like, didn't we talk? What what did we just watch? Where we? Oh, you know what? It was the Twilight Zone episode yeah. where mm-hmm. we were talking about like this shitty stepfather, and it's like yeah. if when you're when you're like entering the life of like a new child and like courting I- his mother, I it is it wouldn't your instinct just to be like overly nice to that to that child? Like it's oh yeah, <laughs> I mean weird. any any normal person that would be the instinct, especially a guy like Shane who we will get into just in a minute what his yeah. deal is, but it's so fucked and uh, yeah. I have some thoughts, but keep going. Hashtag not my Shane. Tweet at us. Yeah. Uh, hashtag I don't know him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chucky begins to display uh, violent tendencies. Uh, so he strangles uh, the Barclays pet cat after it scratches Andy. Um, so I kind of like this. Like Chucky sees that this cat is like harming Andy. Chucky is basically like built to like serve its uh owner i guess is is the thing like it's <laughs> like it's like it's designed to like make make sure its owner is happy all the time um yeah and it's uh, this, yeah because of his it, this chucky's uh this buddy doll's safety features are switched off i guess it like doesn't know about violence and stuff it, okay so yeah this is the first time my brain f- f- that was fully aware of analyzing this film like from a, a lot of different angles because I knew I was going to have to talk about it on this podcast. Uh, this is the first time my brain went like, oh, there was your first mistake. And yeah. as much as I like uh, the beginning of the film, 
I think that they needed to pick a lane is like, you know, in an improv scene, which everyone loves to hear about on air, uh, where you have two unusual competing things and it kind of makes your brain like fragment where you're not sure like what to focus on. Yeah. Uh, that was the case in child's play 2019 where the first thing I thought of was, okay, all the safety protocols are off. So he's going to be a killing machine. And then the second idea is, oh, actually, no, it's you teaching AI incorrectly. And I think it's like, I know that those sound similar, but they're actually two different ideas. So it's like, are you committing to this this AI inside this doll is learning bad habits from you and trying to protect you? Or are you committing to it is a psychopathic killing machine kind of doll that that has no safety features on it i know it's like a subtle difference but i want to see the film that is like all one of those things right yeah i i, I agree yeah mm-hmm. um so andy so what happens oh so a- andy and his friends are watching the texas chainsaw massacre 2 which i thought was a fun nod yeah, that was cool um Chucky, those would be fun movies to watch. Uh, Chucky really cool. uh, starts to mimic the violence on screen and approaches them with a knife, uh, and then he cuts Andy. So Chucky, Chucky thinks that the violence makes Andy happy, so he assumes that this would that him coming at, coming at them with a knife would bring them joy. Uh, <laughs> so uh the next day andy comes home to find that the cat is dead and chucky admits to murdering it uh so it wouldn't hurt andy anymore um next we have karen locking chucky in a cupboard but he escapes to terrorize shane Mm. uh the doll plays a recording of andy saying that shane is an asshole (laughs) Uh, which leads to Shane uh, going into like a drunken fit of like dumb, like abusive father rage Mm -hmm. at Andy. Um, So after Shane uh, like reprimands Andy, uh, Chucky sees that Andy is pleading for that. He wants Shane to disappear. Um, And uh, Chucky, (laughs) I guess follows Shane to his, to his home Mm-hmm. And we find out that Shane is married and he's got kids. Um and he is taking down Christmas lights. I I, I wasn't sure what time frame we were in, but Eric I guess. This <laughs> This scene is a is fucking a fucking riddle wrapped in a conundrum. It is <laughs> for some reason Christmas. Okay, fine. So he's taking down Christmas decorations meets his kids and just outside their house they're growing a fruit eric what is this fruit what they're They're growing growing a a they're growing fruit in their yard (laughs) it's a watermelon patch yeah because they have like they have like farming equipment they have like a tiller dude you know what a tiller is were you not fucking like have we just gone to Bonkers Town, USA? I don't know what was going on in this. What I was like is so happening? confused. It, it, they have a watermelon patch for a front yard. Yes, and he's taking down like, Christmas lights in the middle of the night for some reason. It is... 
Like, whoa. It is so disorienting. They are lucky that this is the best kill in the movie. <laughs> yeah, for real. So Chucky, like, uh, Shane's on a ladder and Chucky knocks him off and he really gross, like, ankle break uh, moment yeah, that I we like see. That. <laughs> uh, and then Chucky, like, eventually scalps Shane with a tiller. Uh, and I think Chucky says something like it's tickle time or something yes. before killing Shane. Yeah. Before, before repeatedly stabbing him after he's already been scalped. Yeah. yeah. And says, this is for Tupac, which he learned from one of, uh, Andy's friends. Yes. Which very old, very old reference, but whatever. Old reference and sort of tasteless kind of joke. Like, yeah, just okay. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was tasteless. I just think that it's crazy that this film actually is a lot funnier than I thought it was. And I think if I would have known it was gonna, they were gonna go for humor more, I would have been more on board from the beginning. But I think I was just so thrown off by it, like because yeah. my expectation was a gritty Dark Knight reboot of Chucky, and that's kind of what the trailers promised. And that's what all of like the marketing stuff leading up to this is kind of promised. And then we get in there and, and they're making jokes, dude. They're straight up stranger things, kids in this movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And <laughs> I, for me personally, none of the jokes really landed too, too well for me. Yeah. Um, so the following day, Andy sees Shane's skinned head in his room. Is this so? Is this Shane's decapitated head, or is this Shane's face attached to something else? Eric, think about what it's attached to. It's his face attached to something. What do you think Chucky attached it to? Watermelon. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. That's what God. he did. Damn That's it. why they have a watermelon patch. Okay, so. The, I And this took me a minute to figure out, too. So the logic is this. Chucky sees Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, where they take off a guy's face. He learns that. He goes to Shane. Because you're thinking, why didn't he just cut off his head, right? Right. He goes to Shane. He skins his face, puts a, nails it to a watermelon, and then brings it to Andy. Because he's like learned like that that's what Andy's going to think is fun or funny or something. God damn it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it like it kind it's kind of awesome and it also is crazy. But it's it is kind of awesome that he does that he did that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It is it is such again, imagine this isn't a Chucky movie. If 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 a movie if any other movie I was watching took a 20 minute break in the dead middle to have a Marx Brothers like goof em up where three kids have to hide a uh, a a skinned face attached to a watermelon I'd be like this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So so Andy and his friends uh their their uh genius plan is to wrap the head in wrapping paper. <laughs> Uh, and Andy ends up having to give it to Norris's mom and say as a pretend it's a gift for her and say not to open it until his birthday. Wild stuff. <laughs> really, uh, no, no points uh, at all. The, the, this, none of this makes sense. Yeah, um, if we were Chris Hardwick, we'd say no points. <laughs> no points. 
Uh, and we are not. We we should say for the record, neither of us is Chris Hardwick. I'm not him, not yet. I not him, never will be. Uh, while Detective uh, Mike Norris begins an investigation, Andy, Phelan, and Pug decide to uh, disable Chucky and dispose of him in the trash. Uh, so we have our janitor character, Gabe, who I, I kind of like this guy. Uh, he intercepts the doll, takes him to the basement to fix him up uh, so he can resell him. And Chucky, uh, well, he kills Gabe with a table saw. Yeah, he kills Gabe. I mean, this is this is probably the second death. No, this is definitely not the second best death. Sorry. Yeah. This is, this is a wh- death. <laughs> this is, if I were to be a character in a Chucky film, I think I'd want to be like a Gabe character who's just kind of like, he shows up once in a while and you know he's going to get killed. And then when yeah. he does, it's just like epic. I, uh, I think you'd play a really good Gabe type character in a film. You know what Fuck I mean? You, like, dude. cause no, 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 I mean it. Like, I think you would really pull it off because you're like, cause it, it's not like a ton of lines. So it's not like you have to do like a ton of acting, but it's just like that, like subtle, like fun. Like I'm a creep in a movie. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'd be a good Gabe in a film too. Uh, but yeah, I also, uh, hate Gabe in this movie. Full disclosure, hate him, hate how he functions in this film. He yeah. to me is like a character of what a, cre- a general quote-unquote creep is he is the most lazily written creep i've ever seen in a film like general creep you're giving me uh flashbacks to vietnam jeremy oh sorry about that uh better ride through the jungle with ccr and maybe a little <laughs> along came watch no i think i think like you know how like people knock that awful show uh it's been on for a lot of years. Sheldon is the main character. What's it called? Yeah, The Big Bang Theory. Bazinga, yeah. So people knock yeah. Bazinga a lot because it's like a weird facsimile of what jocks think nerds are. It's like not what like real people who are into nerd stuff and nerd culture are like at all. That right. to me is Gabe in this film. It's like this is the most non-specific creepy ever. He just has like random junk in a in his room he creeps on women he like literally like while he's jerking off he's like yeah give me <laughs> that you know like he's like <laughs> no one does anything like that like in real life creeps are much scarier they're much weirder you know what i mean like th- to me this guy was like a fucking cartoon i don't know sorry anyways we can move yeah on. <laughs> um chucky uh ends up in the possession of another kid in the building omar um, and then kills Mike's mother. I think I skipped something. I think there was a scene in the, uh, in the fucking, uh, what is the store that they, that, uh, yeah. Karen mm-hmm. works at where yes. basically, basically Omar, uh, comes into uh, possessing, uh, Chucky. There's like a whole bunch of Omar stuff. Like when yeah. Omar gets Chucky, there's like a whole dip in the middle of this movie where we get like some boring, like Stranger Things kids. Like they're all kind of fighting with each other. Uh, Andy gets punched in the face. Uh, you know, like ran like you know, like uh, at one point Chucky puts on like the watermelon head chain on all the TVs <laughs> in the store, which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. It was kind of fun, but. Yeah, and, and oh, his earring, his hearing aid falls out. Like, there's a bunch of crap, and you know, Andy's mom is getting upset. She thinks that, that she thinks that maybe Andy killed the cat, 
which we didn't even mention that yeah. Chucky killed the cat. Like that was like an earlier thing that happens. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Andy tries to convince Karen that Chucky has become murderous and she yes. takes him to work the next day. She does not believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, my su- Mike suspects Andy is the killer and uh, travels to Zed Mart. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We t- okay, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Th- this is the second best kill in the film. We kind of just brushed over it, but Mike's the, mom. The mom? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is actually really important, I think, for the film because this is where the film is at its peak, I think is this scene like the film is about bad AI and this fits like this plays that game so to speak like this is like she's being taxied by a remote control car essentially set up by (laughs) Caslin Chucky like hacks into the mainframe whatever that means and basically just crashes the car a whole bunch and then stabs the fuck out of her and we have this like kind of sad but kind of funny scene where she's like fuck you motherfucker you know she's like like doing like like crazy she's talking to chucky all crazily in the car it's like a whole thing but it's kind of bad it's like a badass sequence i I I liked it yeah 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 i'm glad you circled back to that because i i forgot that that was great and that's like another scene where it's like why chucky make this a fucking like like a modern furby or something and like uh i i love all of the like uh all of the stuff where chucky taps into like other technology i think that's all so fun um and it's just like doesn't have to have anything to do with chucky as we know as we know him exactly Um, yep yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so uh mike uh goes to zedmart uh and apprehends uh andy just as uh Chucky is beginning to take control of the store. So there's they ha- they have this big event happening for the new buddy doll and um Chucky <laughs> begins by slashing the throat of a guy playing a buddy doll and <laughs> I love this was this I don't even think it was supposed to be funny but I thought it was hilarious was when the guy's like removes his mask mm-hmm. and his like bloody throat wound is just spewing all over some little girl in, yes. in the front. Yes, I think it. Uh, honestly, Eric, I I really do think it was played for laughs. Okay, because yeah. it was funny. Yeah, it was um, very funny, yeah. and I think it was intention. It was put there intentionally. In fact, I think this whole last section of the film is supposed to be both action, funny, and kind of scary. I think they're trying to like service all three. Right. Because, um, like, I mean, yeah. we, we need to mention that there's a now a blonde Chucky and a bear Chucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, are, are those Chucky? Those are buddies, though. Or are they Chuckies? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I When I say Chucky, I, I use that as a catch-all term, like Coke for soda. Right. <laughs> Chucky is uh, the thing like I call... Yeah. yeah. Chucky is the thing I call all <laughs> living uh, doll characters. No, they're definitely, they're buddy dolls, but like those bear ones are particularly funny because they're acting like real yeah. bears. They're like dragging people like <laughs> velociraptors around the fucking, I mean, have we even yeah. started, have we even started talking about that? How they all start going crazy because of the, yeah. It, yeah. Basically all hell breaks loose and people are being assaulted and murdered by drones, other buddy dolls, other toys, uh, Chucky triggers the building's lockdown sequence. Um, so people are like trapped just being like murdered by dolls, which is kind of cool. Um, Andy and his friends make it out, but it's revealed Chucky, uh, has Karen hostage inside. 
So Andy goes back in. Um, Andy manages to free his mother uh, and overpowers Chucky with the help of uh, Karen and, and Mike shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then and then the uh, who killed? How does Chucky get killed again? Remind me. It is uh, Chucky gets killed. So the se- the sequence is like Karen's tied up, right? And then like uh, Andy stabs Chucky and then kind of frees his mom and then he's like kind of walking away and then Chucky like jumps up with the knife at Andy and then we have Mike who shoots Chucky and then Karen bashes rips his head off with her bare hands Ah, okay yeah yeah and then they both end up on stretchers they get uh taken out to the ambulances and then they fall in love (laughs) yeah this whole this whole uh last part that takes place in Zed Mart reminds me a lot uh, visually, like how there's so much going on and it's just a very interesting and fun setting for this kind of thing to happen. It reminded me of like the end of Child's Play 2 when they're in the factory. Uh, I don't know why. It's just like, I remember both endings are like very visually uh, appealing for me. Very Mm -hmm. colorful and very suspenseful. Um, so the paramedics arrive and Andy and the rest of his chums uh, smash Chucky's lifeless body in a nearby alleyway. Yeah. Uh, like the hooligans that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> after the killing spree, Caslin Industries CEO Henry Caslin uh, provides a disclaimer about Chucky's programming. And uh, as more buddy dolls are shown being recalled and placed into storage, well... One starts malfunctioning, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we see its eyes go red or something like that, right? Yeah, and then we get the yeah. end credits, which is a big uh, Mark Hamill song. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, because like, that's something we haven't mentioned, but like credits. one of the recurring things in this film is like there's this song, right? Like that that Mark yeah. Hamill will sing, "You are my buddy," you know. Uh, whatever it's like it's a song that that ends up playing into the end game where andy about to get killed by chucky sings it to chucky and chucky sort of like wakes back up like he kind of likes andy he's like oh yeah we were best friends and that's how andy gets the upper hand yeah yerp so that is the 2019 child's play (laughs) uh that's what Jeremy, this whole podcast has been leading up to. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? Because this is ki- this that one poster for a child's play, this child's play movie, uh, kind of inspired uh, this entire podcast. Yeah, so it's interesting I, to finally be talking about it. And it's shocking that like we ended, we got done with Cult of Chucky just in time to see this new <laughs> yeah. film and have it be super relevant. It's almost like you planned it. It is almost like I planned it, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I did, even though I (laughs) (laughs) kind of didn't. But, uh, Jeremy, you want to go first and just give us your overall... And I'm going to say, instead of doing the Chucky freckles, uh, let's do one to five Chucky USB ports for this one. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say, we we cannot rank this, and we cannot do a freckle rating on it, because I don't don't think it would be respectful to the Don man. And he's who I answered to. Him and Dad wears glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I will say that my overall take is this movie is actually pretty fun. I surprisingly... 
I liked the look of the film, and I never liked the look of these films. I always think they look like crap and cheap. But for some reason, this reminded me of kind of a throwback to like Poltergeist or the original, kind of not not the original Child's Play so much, but like it had a '90s vibe to me. Like it just felt like a film that uh, a fan, like a family horror film that you might have seen, like Gremlins or something. Like it just had a cool look to it. I liked the way it was shot. Uh, I liked what else did I like? Uh, I thought I thought a lot of the action sequences were actually pretty fun. I love the watermelon patch death. I love the mom getting killed in the car death. I loved the uh, the whole end sequence, like except for when we get past the store stuff. So when we get into the warehouse, I hate that. Like I, I'd hate like when it's like the mom's just tied up and it's like a showdown with Chucky. That's no good. But when we're inside the Zed Mart store and everything is going nuts, it reminded me of honestly I've said it a few times on this show, small soldiers. <laughs> it reminded me <laughs> of like a bunch of fun, cool pranks that these dolls would pull on these fucking consumerists, you know, these capitalists. Uh, the things I didn't like about the film are some of the stuff we've already said, like, I don't like the look of the doll. This doesn't need to be a Chucky movie. It was hard for me to believe that anyone would ever buy this doll. It was sort of like a weird meta joke that like even Aubrey Plaza and her son are joking about how stupid this doll is. Like when she buys it for him. You remember that? Yeah. 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 Like I think, but to me, I just could see the strings like, Oh, yeah, it's like because you designed a shitty-looking doll that you know no one would buy. You have to throw in this joke. I also feel like some of the some of like the added dimensions to the kills were really cheap. Like, like sh- the sh- character of Shane, like, yes, he's a drunken, abusive, terrible boyfriend who also has a hidden family. Like, it was like, you know, you could just... Chucky could just kill a guy, and that would make Chucky really scary. But, like, they almost make Shane look like such a bad guy that, like, Chucky's a hero. Like, I, yeah, I, I, that doesn't really make sense. But I think you know what I'm talking about. Where, like, the film took an extra step to, like, make us be okay with certain deaths. And it's like, that's not what horror is. Horror is, you know, it's in Cult of Chucky when there's a poor, innocent woman on a, a hospital, like... Uh, tied down to a mental hospital table and then like Chucky just like launches a hydrogen uh, container into a ceiling and a bunch of glass falls on her. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Chucky is a villain. Chucky is bad. So Chucky is bad and he kills people. He kills good people. He also kills bad people, but he kills good people too. And this was like, Okay, we get it. Shane's a terrible person. Okay, we get it. This guy's a total creep and jerks off to everybody. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until the mom died that we were really like, oh, that's the first kill that was really sympathetic. Um, also, uh, AI sucks. I thought it was going to work for me. It didn't. AI sucks. That's not fun. That's not fun. Yeah. I don't know how We've Terminator it does it. Yeah, I don't know how Terminator does it so well where like robots are fun and scary, but uh, what AI means is it doesn't really have a personality. This thing didn't really have a personality. It wasn't a real person. It didn't, you know, like uh, 
it, it wasn't it just didn't have it didn't have an arc there wasn't you know like it didn't have a the, it, they tried to give it a strong want and it didn't really work uh i hate 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 all of the kids in this movie andy <laughs> is okay but pug and Tyrion or whatever the girl's name is i fallon i think her name is get out of here I don't know what they're doing in this film. It's terror. It it, it it took me out of it at every, because honestly, that's where I think the real bad acting was and the real bad choices. Yeah. Like at one point, I think Pug comes into Andy's house and calls his mom like a slut or something crazy. He's like, it's like kids yeah, that yeah. you've never seen before. It's like, it is really good at doing Stranger Things kids. Uh, there, I we should call them it kids instead of Stranger Things <laughs> kids because they're really it was what pioneered that. Uh, Stranger Things, uh, kind of like is caught, kind of doing a riff on it. But those it works in Stranger Things season one. It works in it. It's just like it. It, it was just such an obvious choice to like g- grab the cash from what those other franchises were doing by including these other characters. It also got our film yeah. in the weeds and it dipped in the middle hard. Um, so if I'm going to give this how uh, out of five Chucky USB ports, I'm going to give yeah. it... <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether to give it like... I, it, it's a two and a half star film. Like it's it's yeah. just... It just passes. Uh, I'd give it two and a half Chucky USB ports. But if it's just Chucky USB ports, which I think suck, maybe five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric. Um, that's me. I've tried to hold it in. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I don't like this movie. I don't like I don't like it from the conception. Ever since I found out like they tried to uh pay Don Mancini to not be involved with it. Uh I mean, nobody involved in the child's play movies that we've come to know and love are involved in this movie. Uh the people who were original in the con- or originally conceived this franchise uh, did not support this film. Um, I I think that just remake culture and and the uh, the uh, yeah the the resurgence of just like reboots and remakes. I think it's annoying. I think Don Mancini. We talked about it in Cult of Chucky, but. That movie kicks ass. Don Mancini had like finally hit his stride, in my opinion, with directing Chucky films, and thank God he has a TV show to work on now. Because uh, if that was like the end of Don Mancini doing Child's Play stuff, that would suck. Because he he was like finally. I mean, I like Seed, and Curse has its moments, but Cult of Chucky rules. Cult of yeah. Chucky just like. It was so hard for me to watch all of those movies and get so invested in like, and you mentioned this, I think in a previous episode that they have kind of become a family like Jennifer Tilly and Brad Dourif and Fiona and and Don, like they all had kind of become a family and just to see this thing like taken away from them in such like a, in my opinion, like uh, whatever is like the opposite of passionate, like this is like. It it it's just like a, a studio machine churning out something that they think they're gonna make money off of and uh it annoyed me. I, I there were things that I liked about this movie. I like I do like the way this movie looks, uh especially in comparison to modern horror movies. Um I, I 
I've said this before. I like a like colorful horror movie. I like yeah. a Suspiria. I like yes. uh, not the original Suspiria. I like the child, like the first two Child's Play, especially Child's Play two. Very colorful movie. I right. love that shit. Yes, me um, too. I. I didn't care about Andy. The the original <laughs> Andy Barclay like rules. We the first thing we see in the nineteen eighty eight Child's Play movie of Andy is he's like doing relatable kid shit. He is like bit pouring a crazy bowl of cereal and covering it with like a cup of cane sugar and like <laughs> bouncing on his mom's bed and like Hell being yeah. annoying. And like this Andy is just like depressing and it's it's like I don't understand why the situation was like they just moved and uh, I I don't know it's it's fine whatever like the whatever the backstory doesn't matter too much but it, this I my main thing is this doesn't need to be a Chucky movie it yeah. I would have liked this movie more if it was not a Chucky movie and I would have seen this movie uh, if like more like I I would have seen this movie if this movie was presented as like. Uh, this like killer doll that's like a modern version of a killer doll, but it's not Chucky. Um, I would have liked that better and I would have been way less critical of, of it. And uh, I would have enjoyed myself because throughout this movie, I, uh, I mean, I guess I enjoyed myself on just like a human level of like sitting in a chair for an hour and a half and looking at bright colors. Um, but the things that were supposed to work on me, there were a few suspenseful moments. I loved Shane getting killed. That worked for me because his character was built up very well as a piece of shit. Um, but the humor was bad, in my opinion. Um, while I said I, I thought the like ending was fun in Zed Mart, I didn't have any emotional stake in it. I wasn't like, there was no suspense for me. It was just like, we're in like the big, big fight scene of the, of, of the action movie. And there's all this stuff happening and it's, it's stimulating. It wasn't like suspenseful for me on any level, which is, uh, not a good sign of a horror movie. So <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to give this, uh, I am giving this movie, 1.5 Chucky <laughs> USB ports. I don't like this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's hard with the with the Chucky USBs because you're like, well, I do I give it a lot of USBs? Because I don't <laughs> like the USBs also. But oh, wait, do yeah, I, good point. But do I give it less? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, uh, I completely agree with everything you said. Uh, you know, we've pretty much agreed for the most part on most of these films i mean where we differ isn't just a couple of the films like seed of chucky i think we greatly differ on and then uh that might be it but i think for the most part we're pretty like we're, we see pretty eye to eye yeah on these films and i i mean i agree like you chucky go 20, you go easier on them i think <laughs> i go a little easier on them but I, and i also really responded positively to seed of chucky i don't i don't know why but even like other of yeah. other fans of ours have have responded in droves being like seed of chucky's like either the worst or second worst <laughs> yeah we but, put out a challenge on twitter <laughs> for people to rank the move their original films one to seven yeah. we got so many responses and they're all so interesting because i know they're all very different. Like these yeah. are all people who have seen every one of these movies and 
I mean, they range from like Seed of Chucky is on like every spot in in yeah. like different like all the movies are. There's one guy who said that his favorite of all seven movies is Child's Play three. <laughs> and I That's even awesome. responded to him because he didn't put numbers, and I was like, "Wait, so is Child's Play three like your favorite one?" And he's like, "Absolutely, awesome." So. That guy's my hero. Whoever you are out there, subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I yeah. I I will say though, like you know, if you like this movie, that's fine. Like I I it's had fun okay. with I had fun with it, and I and I do agree. Like it's so it's so crazy, but I've come to exp- I have such a low expectation for horror films these days. Me too. Um, that little little things go a long way, and I think like color in this film went a long way and uh Mm -hmm. some interesting choices with like the death scenes went a long way and just kind of by the nature of what chucky kind of is or what they kind of understood chucky to be led to some really fun choices that wouldn't go in other slasher films like for instance bear mccreary's score having that same sort of jack-in-the-box like uh, song and dance undertone to its to its darkness, you know. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like having our end scene be in a fucking Walmart, essentially, where all these kids <laughs> are, in theory, being brutally murdered by uh, a bear, like build a bear type type dolls. Like those are interesting choices. Um, again, though, at the end of the day, this absolutely. Did not need to be a Chucky film. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeremy, it was great going through all of these movies with you. And uh, sure. I want to say to the listener, um, we will be continuing the Chucky train for a while. We have a few uh, a few very fun uh, uh, Toys to Life films that we'll be covering. And we have uh, some. Di- I have some different uh, Chucky-related uh, bonus content lined up that I'm really excited about. And some guests. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And Jeremy, I just have one more thing I'd like to say to you. What's that, sir? Your epidermis is showing. <laughs> also, this is the end, friend. 